Check, check, take two. What's up? Happy Friday to you. Welcome to the No Manga Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. And my name is Rick Beta. You can follow along on social media at Rick Beta. That's R I C K B A T A. Or email the show, nomangopodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and I say take two because, you know, I, I fired up the mic, but I didn't have my headphones on. You know, I, yeah, I recorded the headphones. It's just me, but still, I, I've gotten so used to just having headphones on. I was like, something doesn't sound right. Yeah, because I can't, can't hear my voice in my, in my ears. So I had to redo. So that was why I take two. Anyway, first things first, have to give a shout out to my mom as today is her birthday. So March 11th. And I don't think she ever skated, and but if she did, I'm gonna assume that she never pushed Mongo. You know, I know, I know she'd be honest with me too. So happy birthday, mom! Love you. So starting things off with the one of my favorite edits of the week, Kevin Long's horses part. So this one did indeed have horses in it, and I was trying to like circle back and see. If it had been referenced anywhere or like at some point, like what was the deal with the horses? I wasn't able to find it. You know, maybe just digs them, right? Maybe just he's into them, but, but I can't remember. So did, I did some research on horses, though, and according to the Internet. So horse symbolism and meanings include determination, endurance, valor, freedom, travel, beauty, majesty, and spirit. So I just want to point that out. Does that relate to Kevin Spanky Long? I think a lot of those do. I mean, it sounds about right, you know, and it makes sense to me, but I couldn't find out like what was the reasoning behind the title though. So if you know, you know, please, please enlighten me. What I've always admired about Kevin though is his Etch-A-Sketch game. That, I mean, that alone, right? He could pretty much create it all, right? There's nothing that he can't sketch on that Etch, you know, whereas I can create some like, you know, odd looking stairs or a box, you know, some rectangles, and I know some of you can relate. <laughs> That's all I have the talent, and I guess patience for uh, on the ex- on an etch a sketch. I mean, it's so damn hard to make even an arc or a circle or try to write your name. Like try to write Rick. It's like Bleh. anything outside of straight line stairs is not a go for me. It takes way more hand eye coordination than you know my brain can handle. Remember getting your first one though. <laughs> It was probably on Christmas or a birthday. You know, you're like, Etch-A-Sketch, cool. I always wanted one of these, yeah. I want to play with it for like five or ten minutes, you know, making some ugly-ass, you know, looking stairs. And to put it aside, you know, you kind of shake, you flip it over, you shake it, and never touch it again, right? Kevin didn't do that, though. He's probably the only person I'm aware of that has used it longer than a day. How even my like my kids stopped playing with theirs after like a few minutes. They got it as a stocking stuffer and it was in collecting dust immediately. It's like no way in hell they're gonna create like you know, be like Spanky and create the, the Thrasher logo for an intro to their video. No, no. And you see how he created it too? He had to go left to right, you know, then down, and then right to left to make it all work. Like there's a there's a system, there's a method to it that I, yeah, I just can't get it. And Kevin's skating, I mean, it just seems to be getting better and better and better as he get, you know, gets older. And in fact, does this guy age? 
How old is he, though? I don't know. I mean, what's your secret, Spanky? I mean, is it sobriety? And I know I've mentioned this before, but sobriety looks good on you. It looks great. It looks amazing. And I know it's helped you, like, prolong your skating career. The proof is in the edits. You, you, Anyone doubting? Go watch his footage for the last few years. And he's low-key, like, one of those skaters. I mean, because I, I, I realized that when I was watching him, like, he's one of those skaters that... I I I I love seeing his edits, but I don't think about him as much as I should. Like I should be going and watching all the you know backlog of all his his footage, but I don't. But when I see it, I'm like, damn, so good. And even with this edit, I didn't do a, my first pause rewind on anything to about like it's about 20 seconds in, and it was for that huge wall ride. And I'm talking huge. He rode that thing for what about three seconds. Frontside wall ride. And if you pause it at the right spot there, you can see kind of how cool it really looks. You know, look at his hands. And most importantly, like, look at his feet. And look at those, the, like the toes. Heels are off the board. I stared at that for minutes. And I always prefer, you know, always preferred frontside wall rides. I don't do them as, I tried a few recently. It was a disaster. But I always preferred frontside wall rides to backside. Be, to me, they just look better. And they feel better too, though. I just feel it's better to be very close and intimate with the wall. Not like that. Don't go there. But instead of just having your like your butt or your back to it, you know, it's there's just something different about it frontside. You know, let me know if you agree. It's just a huge difference. And look how long he had to travel too. You know, that's not an easy frontside wall ride. So that was so awesome. And his line just seconds later at a minute twenty three was right here, Chef's kiss, pure beauty. You know, I love the color palette, the fit that he was wearing, the tricks, the camera angles. I mean, even the music. Everything works for me for this video, you know? Oh, and how about that pole jam? It was a pole jam ollie at a minute 46. I just like the way that it sounded. I mean, he floated it, too. I mean, it just sounded so cool, but he floated that bad boy. It just floated, leveled out the board and everything. I think he landed on all fours, right? It took him a while to kind of get back to earth. He was flying for a while. Another trick that I saw coming and pretty much expect them now was that huge like switchback. It was a back 50-50 slap. He had a three, about 319. It's very on brand for him now, right? Very on brand for Mr. Long. You know, raise your hands. How many think you could do that trick at that spot? Yeah, <laughs> I thought so. See, that's a spot that I could probably bust out a frontside wall right on. Yeah, <laughs> a small one. But that's all I got at that spot. But he's there to like switch a uh, uh, slappy 50-50s on that bad boy. And it's Ender. I just wrote it was uncalled for. Totally uncalled for, you know. Kevin's just like rubbing it in at this point that how good he is at skateboarding. We're just a bunch of Mongo pushers just drooling. I was like, well done, man. Well done. But yeah, watch his Ender like five, six, seven, eight times. And just pretend that you can do that. I think only other person I could think could do that, maybe Shane O'Neill, Tori, maybe. But yeah, probably Shane. Shane came to mind first. Like, yeah, not too many skaters can do that. So that was insane. Oh, quick fact. A few Thrasher mags ago, I found out that you know Kevin and I have... Actually, we kind of have a lot in common. More than you would know. More than you would think. See, I, I too, I would love to see the end of headphones at skate parks and 
videos without skaters' names. I was like, hell yes, preach, preach. I remember reading that under the you know the trends you're waiting to end in the what the January 2022 issue of Thrasher. So I just kept thinking like, do we just become friends, Spanky? No, okay. But I think it's refreshing to hear it from a current pro. You know, usually it's just all of us like you know podcasters are screaming about it into the mic for like the past what I don't know a couple years now. Just like stop doing that. Delay your video at least another day. Let us all know who is skating in a video. Let us all know which boards we should buy, which you know shoes we should buy, who we should follow. <laughs> it's just so amazing. So and I and actually not amazing. It's so insane that there are still videos out there in 2022 that don't have videos. I mean titles with the technology we have and the simplicity. It's not. Damn. Okay, I'm I'm going to take it way back. Film school in the early 90s. VHS tapes. I can't... Actually, there was a little... What the hell was it called? It was a title maker. You had to plug it in. Like, it was the, had the, the jack in the back. And you had a keyboard. You typed it in. It was very... It took forever to do titles on, on movies. So I get that. If you're way back in the 90s, you can't do it. But 2022, I mean, you could probably ask, like, you know, S-I-R-I to do it for you these days. You know? There's no excuse. Oh, speaking of podcasts, though... It turns out he actually checks them out as well. You know, when asked to list like some addictions that he has, you know, post booze and drugs, here's what he listed skateboarding, LaCroix, you know, the water, podcasts about movies, I think you should leave. And that's that TV show I've never seen. I keep reading about it. Is it good? Should I watch it? I do like that kind of comedy. If you've checked it out, let me know if I should watch it. And then also he listed, wait for it. Wait for it. Mostly skateboarding. <laughs> I was like, dude, Kevin appears to be a fan of their podcast. I was like, that's awesome. You know, another reason why like Kevin and I could be like legit like BFFs, you know? Shout out to the fellows over at MS, of course. And I'm sure they were geeked to see that. And you guys should take that like that page down like to like a print shop and like have it blown up. Maybe turn it into a poster or something and frame that bad boy. Kevin Spanky Long listed mostly skateboarding. I mean, even if it just was talk if he was just talking about skateboarding, I mean, it still could be for the podcast as well. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. What do you think? But I, I would I, literally, I would have sent that to all my you know, friends and relatives. But look, look, he's a fan of the show. Yeah. So watch the video. Let me know what you think, Kevin. It's still killing it. And let me find out what, what the whole deal is with the horses. Appreciate it. Part of my water break. You, you want to know who also had an amazing part last week? Yeah, that's correct. Felipe Bartolome. I think I said it right. Bartolome. And his edit was titled Pero Sismico or Seismico which translates to Seismic Dog. You know, Seismic Dog is actually kind of a cool title if you think about it. It almost sounds like a beer brand or a brewery to me. But Pero, is it Seismico? Very cool name. So Seismic Dog. You got to see a bunch of dogs in this video too. So much like Kevin's horses, you got to see horses. This one's got a, it's about dogs. Okay. Seismic, not Seismic Horses, Seismic Dog. 
And right from the start, you know, we're hit with, you know, the through line of this, you know, quote unquote movie, this edit. Sometimes you just have to be patient. And I've gotten better over the years. Um, I've gotten much more patient, but I'm working on it. I'm just going to leave it at that. But I was just like, you know, kind of cue like Keenan Ivor Wayne's popping in saying, message. Because it was true, you know. And then we got to go back in time a bit, back to March 2019, which happens to be the exact same month I launched this podcast. So, yeah, actually, now I think about it, March 9th, 2019 is when I officially launched. Isn't that crazy? Can I mean, can you believe that? This podcast is three years old this month. And it, the reason why I say it is it, it literally doesn't feel like it at all. <laughs> it does not feel like three years, three years of my life. And I think I've only missed maybe three or four weeks, and that's it. It's been every single week. And my kids are going to be 10 this year. What? (laughs) My kids are seven when this launch. Are you kidding me? Time flies. Anyway, back to the video. So Felipe got things started with a, you know, I I call a magazine photo-worthy trick. And it's right there at 20 seconds in. I could picture that actually, you know, cover-worthy, depending on the angle. You know, he popped out for that one. That was great. But that's one thing I noticed in this video, though. He he did a lot of, I, I almost call it, I mean, I call him the king of, like, roll-offs, you know? And a lot of a lot of roll-offs of, like, you know, roofs, spots, a lot of hill bombs, you know, both regular and switch. For example, 30 seconds in, and I like, I got to mention, I like the edit that kind of set the scene because you, you, you had to see the, take it all in to see the, the scale and the, just craziness of the spot. And I thought he was going to 50-50 that handrail, but he was like, nope. Dude decided to go to the right of the handrail. Like, literally, it land like an 18, I would say, I'm guessing, 18-inch wide space. <laughs> I mean, that threw me for a loop. And you know what I did? Yep, had to rewatch that a couple more times. Pause it at 32 seconds, though. Look at that. And how do you not hit your butt or even your back on the way down? On the rail right there. Like, how do you... Uh, how? That was way too close for comfort for me. And look how chaotic that spot is, too. I mean, it has a big mound of black, like, boulders in the back. And you had to... <laughs> I was laughing at this one. He had to duck under something. <laughs> and he stayed so low, almost like he, he didn't gauge how long he needed to duck. And technically ride blindly, right? So he ran into the wall. At the other, like none of his boys were like, hey, dude, you can stand up now. You're in the clear. So it's like it came out of nowhere. It was so funny. He was ducking way too long as if he didn't like expect it at all. You know, that or like maybe he was you know, bracing for impact all along or his boys were throwing something. I don't know. It was just funny. It made me laugh out loud. I'm just silly like that, you know. Old people fall. I laugh sometimes. But anyone know where that place is or what that place is? Let me know. I appreciate it. I wrote down the tail slide on the lower bar at 55 seconds in because I always respect that trick. Because for me, it's so awkward. Like, I'm always worried about hitting my hip or my, you know, just my leg on the rail when trying to trick like that. That's, that takes a whole next level of skill right there to do the middle bar or the lower bar. And then moments later, we got the bad news. Yeah, spoiler alert Felipe broke his knee. And was like, was that actual footage of his knee though? They showed kind of the X-rays. Can we confirm that? And then you saw it again. Sometimes you just have to be patient. You know, message. 
So a year goes by, you know, of recovering. You know, he kept busy by like doing art, kind of keeping his mind distracted. And we got to actually see some of his pieces as well. But if you're following along at home, so we started off March of 2019, recovered for a year. And then we all know what happened around that time, right? That's right, COVID. COVID shut down the world and made us all impatient, like instantly. He continued to keep busy with his art, though, which probably helped, you know, his sanity as well. And then we arrived in 2021. It was like, he's back. And the title card said, right at minute 54, no more patience. And they should have cranked up like some wild in the streets, wild, wild, running, running, wild in the streets. Because that would have been a perfect fit for him because it was just like, oh, just let him loose. We all hit that moment in 2021. I remember many hit that moment like a week into the pandemic. Remember when we were all like freaking out about staying home for a week? Just one week. They were like, yeah, we recommend, we advise you to stay home for one week. And everyone lost their minds. And then it ended up being like a year and a half of that. And we were all fine with it. But the first week was like, I can't do this. What a trip though. But yeah, quote, no more patience. That's key. My guy was so impatient that one of like the first spots he hit up was like, it was a crusty wall. Like, and he busted a, a frontside tail side to hill bomb, but that's the spot looks so crumbly. Like, how do you slide on that, Felipe? How much wax did you have? How fast did you go? He's like, I don't care. I'm back in the streets. The knee's fine. COVID's pretty much done. Let's do this. You know, and then he proceeded to do like another three or four hill bombs, you know, back to back to back to back. I think he did one switch, which got me thinking like, does Spain. Do they have like a version of their you know GX one thousand crew? He's from Spain, right? And if not, they should he should start it. He should be the leader. But my favorite part of this video is when we've got to see Felipe's first time driving. Most of you have been there, right? You have your car, you have your license. I was like, <laughs> hell yes, man, yes, you've got this. No need for ten and two. He's locked in at nine and three. His chin was about six inches from the steering wheel. He was like, you know, his arms weren't straight. They were, you know, bent. He's just got the proper, like if his driving instructor was in the car, he'd be like, hey, you got everything down. Yeah, I would probably do 10 to 12, but 9 and 3 is good enough. Oh, and no shirt too. Yeah, you know, no shirt. See, that's another thing I don't get though. You know, I, I cannot, and I never will. I can't get with skating without a shirt. I just can't get it. I never have, never will. It just feels so... Awkward. I, I feel so exposed and naked. <laughs> like, and why would I want to fall on the ground and get my back all dirty and dusty anyways? You know, I I just can't do it. Same thing with driving. I mean, who wants to stick to the like the back of the car seat and deal with all that back sweat? And how about that sound like when you when you sit up, so like, like it just it's, it kind of sticks for a second, and you have to break away from all the stickiness and like sweat. So I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, no, I, I can't drive in a car without a shirt. No. Anyway, so they were driving along behind a perro, and something happened. And it looked like they hit, like, a bump. But then again, I was like, or was it? I mean, did they run over the dog? You know, right around 420. I mean, it, do I say it now? RIP to that, that perro? Damn, that was a short-lived... Uh, Seismic dog. 
But his his confidence and driving improved towards the end. I mean, he was he was rolling with one hand, basically what? Yeah, he was rolling with one at twelve o'clock. The other one hanging out the window. He flipped out some shades like a freaking pro. Someone give this guy some driving gloves, or at least one, just for the right hand. He seems kind of like a one hand, the old glove kind of guy. Dude's got it. He's a natural. He sure was driving five miles per hour and he ran over a dog, but he's a natural. And I had my next pause rewind moment about 4.52 when he proceeded to hop onto the roof of the car. I'll repeat again. Hop onto the roof of the car. I was like, "What are you? who are you, Teen Wolf? I still don't think that's real because I tried to watch it in slow-mo to kind of see if there's like a, a, a string or a rope in his back because he was pulled up by a crane, right? And strings. Or like a suit. I mean, otherwise, that dude's got some crazy pop. But I'm glad that's not real. Because that there's no way that happened. That was fake. I'm glad it isn't real. Because there's no way he can jump that high that easily. Nope. Not going to buy it. Oh, I loved it. his insanely long speed check at 8.04. Damn, that was long. Yeah, I rewound a speed check. You should check it out, too. 8.04. Look how long he slid. I can't. I should have checked which wheels he uh, he rides for because I wonder if they got some flat spots in those bad wheels. That was a long time coming. That was some heat being like, caused in those wheels and it's sliding. And then we have a Zender, you know, making him one of the best, you know, drop in, drop off to roll offs in the game. I was like, hell yeah, Felipe. Yeah. Tail drop in, drop, drop. Just barely missing that that chain link fence right it's very cool very nice i'll put the link to the video in the notes check it out if you haven't so and finally concrete jungle foundation released another short documentary slash update to their park and this time around it's called the freedom to flourish you know this is freedom skate park in bull bay jamaica and I know they've released other videos from this park, and I've talked about most of them, I think. I can't remember which episodes. You can probably circle back or just do a search to find out my initial thoughts. But I don't care. I really enjoy getting updates on how this park is doing, you know, how the community around the park is doing, how, like, the up-and-comers are doing. Like, this park and this area, this town is thriving, and it's such a good and positive vibe that I have no problem spreading their love and message and help, you know, out to the world. Anything I can do, I'm all for it to help this cause. And that's why I'm talking about it today. And just from the looks of seeing like the skaters pushing down the street without a manga push right during the title sequence there, right where the title card's popping up, not a manga push in sight. I'm all you guys are doing something right over there. Doing many things right over there, but not a manga push in sight. And I'm sure my eyes are correct. No front foot pushes coming from that group of kids. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Well done. So, yeah, as I said, I, I, mean, I don't care if they release one of these every month. You know, I love seeing the progression, the spark in these kids' eyes, all of the smiles, the lessons learned, all of that. You know, plus more eyes on the Concrete Jungle Foundation is a good thing for all, right? That's what I'm here for. And I remember the last documentary, I think it was they focus on just one kid or maybe I'm mixing up the, the the documentaries but it was mostly focused on the kids you know however this time around we got to see more of the staff and get to know them a little bit better and another spoiler alert 
They're all amazing human beings, all of them. Every word that is said, every gesture, the look in their eyes, it's all genuine. It's all good. It's all positive. How can you hate on a foundation like this one? You can't. For example, Jeff Crossley, yeah, C-R-O-S-S-L-E-Y, he's one of the, you know, one of the two skate park managers, said that it was a no-brainer for him to join the cause. It's like he was talking about how he came on board, and he truly meant that. Said it with a genuine smile. You could tell he absolutely loves what he does. It's not about the money. It's not about creating like the next like biggest and grandest skater. Nothing like that. He's found his purpose in life, and he's also winning on many, many fronts by doing that. As he said, handing out boards is the least of our job. And then went on to tell us that, you know, he's there to be a big brother figure to these kids and kids that he truly cares about their lives. They're not just numbers to him. Truly cares about it. And you could, you could feel that. You could see that. He's not just hamming it up for the camera. And his counterpart, Blake Burnett, which is there a relation to Michael Burnett in there? Anyway, but he was talking about taking the time to help the youth. And these are just two examples of the staff. Do you get a sense that these guys are just in it for the money? No, not at all. And I can go on and on about this crew. Shama Beckford, skate park committee manager, embraces the fact that kids try and you know emulate him and and that they teach certain ways of behaving at the park and it's expected to be carried on at home. So cool. So many good positive things come out from this group. These beautiful human beings are teaching the kids how to communicate and deal with other people, showing them some of the staples and foundations needed to succeed in life on and off the board. As I said, I could go on and on about the staff. You know, Ronald Hastings had great things to say. Frog Boss dropped a ton of knowledge in this document. Now, as much as I loved this, right, I did get kind of pissed around 5 minutes and 23 seconds in, right around the time when they started to get all like, I mean, they 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 know what they're doing. They added some mood music, kind of gave me the feels, only because, like I said, it, it got me pissed because it worked. I was starting to get emotional just watching that. It's the power of mood music in movies and documentaries because it works, you know, most of the time, and it worked for me. I mean, just seeing those kids grabbing those boards that were being handed to them, you know, smiling. Look at their reactions. You know, they were practicing. It looked like they were practicing jumping or just doing the ollie motion or like an ollie 180 motion. I was like getting, I'm like, do I need to grab a tissue right now? It was such a cool moment, you know. And it reminds me and it brings it like in my brain about programs like, you know, Skate After School that, you know, Ryan Lay and, and company, they're doing great things over there. I mean, that must be so damn rewarding to do and see. I need to make some time to kind of join and support something like that in my future. I mean, I work at a high school. I work with kids. But to, to do it in a skateboarding-related kind of uh, environment, that I think that's what I need in my life. So I'm just tying it. Maybe I'm vocalizing it. I'm going to talk it in with existence. But that's that's what it's all about. You know, it's so cool. So, yeah, this foundation is so great for skateboarding and, I guess, in the world in general. You know, and and when they say, we love the kids – they truly mean it, and it shows. And just look at all the smiles when they're talking about the kids. Like towards the end of this this documentary, each and every one of the staff members has such a powerful and and wonderful brain on their shoulders, 
And even if you don't believe me, don't want to watch the whole thing, it's about like 20 some odd minutes or so, skip ahead to 19 minutes and 48 seconds and just hear minutes of like dropping knowledge and positivity. You hear from the staff, you hear from the skaters themselves. How can you hate on that? If you hate on that, I hate to say it, that's that's on you. You have some issues that you need to work out because there's nothing that I can see that's wrong with what they're doing. I mean, it's so contagious. And part of the reason why I wanted to you know, continue to hype this program up. You know, as they say, they are locally run, but globally supported. And now visiting Freedom Skate Park is officially on my bucket list. I'm going. It, I, it will happen, damn it. I even looked at plane ticket prices, you know, before uh, I jumped on the mic here. So as of this recording, which they'll change depending on when I go. So probably wouldn't fly this airline, but JetBlue, 17 hours and 33 minutes. And it says connecting from $621. American Airlines, 11 hours, 42 minutes, connecting from $687. Delta, 11 hours, 58 minutes. Connected from 873. That's probably the one I would go for. Maybe, eh, maybe American. And then United. This the, the the it said one day and 13 hours connecting from 939. So you pay more and travel more. I would probably ixnay eh, on the uh, United, but Delta looks pretty enticing. 873 dollars to go check out the skate park. You know, connect connecting from that amount. I don't. know. We're gonna see what happens with that, but. I need to go visit this visit the skate park. I need to go meet the staff. I think it would be an amazing experience to, to see them in person and just literally shake their hands and say, thank you for all you do because they are busting their butt and they deserve the recognition. And they're doing wonderful, wonderful things to the skateboarding, just humans in general. So I just had to mention that. Much respect to everyone involved you know, in that foundation. So you're doing amazing work. That's all I can say. You got me talking about you guys again, and I have no problem with it. You you release another video documentary next week, probably talk about it again. So good. So you feel like if you feel like donating to their cause, I'll include a link in the notes below. But I guarantee, even if you just watch the documentary, you will not regret it. It's that good. Just watch those kids. Watch how the staff handles them. Watch how they just just talk about them. You know, it's all one big family, and it's such an amazing thing to see. So that's all I got for this week. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Speaking of family, you guys are my family as well. I love you guys. See you next week.